Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast episode, what, 49 now or something? 49? Yeah, 49. Um, and we've got, I'm joined by Neil Maskell today and that was, it was great to, to sit down and chat with him. Um, yeah, we just, I could have talked to that guy for ages. I think he's absolutely fascinating. I think it's beautiful as well that he's so... And it'll be a surprise to many of you that he's so intelligent and articulate about everything and, and so learned when often the people he plays in, in Football Factory and things like that are kind of a, a bit of a meathead because of his voice, because of his accent, you kind of assume um, a lack of, 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 of thought or, or, or wisdom, I guess, or intelligence, but he couldn't be the, a further from that. Um, and a, a lovely guy, as you'll hear, he, he let me come and chat to him the day after... Um, a knee operation so he was hobbling about but it was great to chat i should mention head over to speech development records um for all your merch goodness if you want to support the podcast obviously we've got the team 3w t-shirts that keep selling out we're looking at doing some more we're looking at doing a vest a few more designs a different color um more different color before any new designs because i like that i like the fact that it's kind of subtle i was really pleased with the work um from my homeboy christian um so yeah thank you all for supporting that but head over to speechvillarecords.com you can buy loads of good stuff including the new record from b dolan kill the wolf um yeah let's get into this episode i hope you enjoy it as I said it was a great chat we ended up going to a pub afterwards and talking for another hour or two so really ideally i would have got all of that but um you know you've got a you've got to have some limitations on the goodness that we give you for free every week on the distraction pieces podcast Enjoy. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. Right, um, I'm joined by Neil Maskell. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. Yeah, very good. Th- thank you for having me round your your abode. Um, <laughs> I need to get straight into. How's your knee? Because, you, I mean, you, you've invited yeah. me around the day after you've had knee surgery, which is a hell of a thing, so I appreciate that hugely. That's all right. It was only keyhole surgery and yeah. a fairly simple thing. And, uh, yeah, no, it's fine. It's, it's a little bit sore, but it's all right. Yeah. I'm getting about already. Walked out of the hospital. Apparently, for people who might kind of have to undergo this operation, who might be worried about it, like only one in 20 people needs a crutch or a stick even to walk out of the hospital. You see, that's so. beautiful to hear, because a mate of mine... The guy who edits these podcasts, in fact, was yeah. on tour with us, and he he hurt his leg at some point, and he was on crutches from, and I swear he just knocked it or sprained it, yeah. and he was on crutches for weeks and months, just <laughs> well, milking it, and you've just had keel surgery on your no. knee, and you've walked out of there. So I just want to just put that th- th- through to him oh, to make well, sure I'm he's not getting away. involved in your personal <laughs> dispute. Well, um, I want to kind of start off by explaining um, how we met, and I've checked how much the. Oh, we're allowed to say because okay, there's, there's limitation but we've just yeah, done um, a film together mm-hmm. um, and it's the new a guy Richie Nights at the Round Table um, and it, it was amusing because I'd, I'd done a few days on set um, and I didn't realise that you were in it for some reason so when you first walked past and, and, and said introduce yourself I didn't really introduce myself so I came and found you later but because I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of the stuff you've been in and we'll we'll talk about all of that and I've kind of chased after you later to introduce because I was hugely embarrassed of the fact that you went, all right, I'm Neil. And I just kind of went, all right. 
And, and didn't, you know, I didn't introduce myself, so I was, but I was well, like, is it, why? Is that, what, is that how you are with people then? Yeah, you don't well, know Because I didn't, no, no, I, didn't my, know, I have to say, I, sorry, I to correct myself, because there, I, was a bit confused. I didn't notice that you were particularly impolite or anything, so yeah, that hadn't yeah, yeah, registered, yeah, yeah, so I'd just yeah, like yeah. say it wasn't that you were in any way rude. No, that's but, exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd normally, and again, I pride myself on, on, on manners and things like that yeah. and introducing myself, but it's because I was a bit shocked and starstruck. It's overwhelming. Oh, right. The environment Hello. with all the trailers and the characters. On that job especially, it's mad, isn't it? there are sets like the size of like the Emirates. Huge, ridiculous sets. Everything's and around. And even just stepping out of like the car in the morning with 25 other, you know, this fleet of Jaguars and yeah. Mercedes and like 30 trailers and 50 people running about with medieval costumes and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I do understand how you can be a bit like, yeah, hello, mate. Hello, you know, all right. Well, right going, yeah, who's this other person? <laughs> so no, I didn't take it personally at all. But yeah, we had a good chat there mm. in, in in the end, and we only had, had one scene together. But again, it was nice to yeah. to hang about. Again, apparently, we can't go into too much detail. Okay. I've basically been told that we can say that we're both in it. Okay. <laughs> Essentially, that's about it. But I do want to say because it's something that didn't make it in before we shot. We had about fifteen minutes of you, me, and Guy, and a couple of others, and Charlie, and a few others, just all riffing on the most ridiculous idea for a scene about <laughs> someone's mum's birthday. I, uh, I never went anywhere, that, but we were in tears of laughter. I honestly couldn't believe that I was managing to keep that, like that, that might ever be in the scene <laughs> for as long as I did, because yeah. I just it was so it hit my funny bone so hard yeah. very early on when it was first mentioned. Anyway, we can't. Yeah, be yeah, boring. We, 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 we can't go into great detail on that. Sure. But but let's talk. I mean, that was my first kind of experience of 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 of, of acting of these big sets of everything oh, like the that. Same so I've never done that. So it's on insane. that scale, yeah, the same yeah. for me. But uh, what was your first experience of getting into acting in general? Um, well, I, I started really uh, like I did a thing at school. Um, uh, I do like a poem or something when I was yeah. about seven, and um, I think you know that, and then you enjoy that performing I suppose and then my dad uh, who's a a spark my dad and he worked at London Weekend Television but doing the lighting you know they don't have a lot of um, influence over the acting in general Um, (laughs) so uh, although people do ask me how'd you get in it for your dad I'm like how often do you think he can ring up a cast director (laughs) one of the sparks but um, I'd love that if, if, if they're struggling the on the scene and one of the sparks goes, I'll tell you what you're missing. <laughs> you need another actor. My son's in, my good. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did that. But he's a mate of his, Mickey Frow, who actually was doing working on Arthur oh, right, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just as a rigging, uh, a rigging spark, I'm sure I'm allowed to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, his partner, Cindy Callahan, said, Well, if you want him to, to do a bit of acting, there's a place in Islington. Because a lot of, you know, there was already, I think, like a few sort of stage schools, Sylvia Youngs and stuff, but they were all paying kind of, you know, uh, uh, kind of a lot of money a term and stuff. And she said, there's a place in Islington that's got a really good reputation. Um, There's a charity called Anna Shears, which was 50p a week at the time. And it was a community theatre first, actually. So with an evening on a Monday and a Wednesday was like seven to 16-year-olds uh, across two or three classes of an yeah. evening as yeah, well, yeah. not in school time. And then on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays was adult groups uh, going from 16 up to 50, 60. Yeah. There were just local people who went there. Yeah, amazing. Um, and pay 50p a week to do a bit of improvisation. I love that. And then, I love that 
that price great. point as well. It, it exactly. feels almost that kind of, well, we've well, got to take s- 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 I something. Think when I know? stopped going to classes there, which was when I was about 20, I think, or 21, it was only a fiver then. Yeah, you know, sort wicked. of 10 years later. I mean, I know that's kind of goes up a lot, but in terms of like having a place in Islington to keep running, yeah. it's gone up yeah. a lot more, I would say, yeah, yeah, than yeah. 10 times in that time. Um, so I went there, and then what they used to do was if they liked, if they sort of thought they might be able to get you a bit of work, and that didn't, you weren't allowed to do advertising until you were over 16. You could only yeah. do sort of telly and theatre and film. It was, again, a really good ethos. They weren't sort of riding you for the money, and because it was a charity, there was no... Uh, sort of impetus to get yeah, yeah. profit. Yeah, no incentive there to um, go, right, just take any exactly. job, take this, they're trying to... I mean, really, she's an amazing woman, Anna. She, she founded that Again, theater. I love that, because it's such a rare thing now. I think it's interesting in our current society how a being famous is a genuine goal rather than the res- uh, just being really good at something mm-hmm. and, that, and that bringing that, if you know what I mean. I think yeah. it's a weird thing, and it's nice to hear something like that, I'm sure... Every actor there would dream of being in Hollywood or being huge, but by being good at what they do, r- yeah. r- rather than now you just have that thing of, I want to be famous somehow in, yes. in, in, in a lot of oh, the She youth, was so. very anti that, and obviously there was kids, a lot of kids was in Grange Hill or were in yeah. uh, EastEnders from young, and they'd still be, they still had to come to classes. That was yeah. one of the rules, and they could get sort of dropped off the books and stuff if they didn't still attend class. That's, that's great, and, again, um, that if you get your, yeah. your, your, your break, it's like, right, you've not... But this you're not. Star. She had no stars. There were is... no stars, and no one was treated any differently. And there was a real communal and community spirit in the place. Um, this, yeah, she's really worth actually looking into a, yeah. a little bit. I mean, she'd be great for this or something. Yeah, yeah, she? yeah. She sounds great. She's an incredible uh, person, a real force of nature, and uh, she's done classes all over the world in sort of deprived areas of the third world. She's a real um, big influence, and yeah. a lot of us. You know, Phil Daniels, Kathy Burke is Anna Shears. Uh, oh, wow. Um, uh, blimey, sorry, I'm going blank here because there's so many. You know, Tilly yeah. Vosbra, Perry Benson, there's yeah. um, Tamika Empson, all sorts of uh, actors, yeah, great actors amazing. come out of that place. And uh, it's all because of her, really. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's, I mean, you've mentioned a Kathy Burke there. and Naomi Harris. Um, as 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 I kind of have said, I'm a fan of a lot of your stuff. But still, before this, I wanted to do a bit of research, mm-hmm. and Neil by Mouth came up as your, yeah. as, which I didn't remember. Again, I love that film. It's one of, and, and Kathy, and that is <laughs> well, I'm only in it. Storm, seconds, but, yeah. yeah, but mm. but how was that to get that? Uh, 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 was, I mean, how old? I was, I think quite young, when right? they first came, I was 18, and yeah. what I used to do is uh, sometimes people would come to the class, so rather than you go out to audition, right. people would just come to the class. Yeah. So Gary Oldman, it was a Friday night, and it was the older than 16s group, but but of the profession, there were two professional groups, which were yeah. people that were represented by the agency yeah, as well. Yeah. And it was in one of those, and normally there'd be like, I mean, quite, it was quite a big class, actually, probably 40, 45 people, but the night Gary Oldman came, there were about 120 <laughs> yeah. people in there. Yeah. And you all had to have your two minutes of um, sort of improvisation, if that, like you got a minute. And um, I was going to say, say, those two on. minutes probably shrunk down they, and down yeah, as the more exactly. people turned more up people to be in involved. Room, it's like, oh, to our class, right? Oldman's coming by. Exactly, got, yeah, yeah. You, you got 45 seconds each. And there were a lot of people came out the traps like greyhounds. You know, everyone oh. wanted to give him the big shouty sort of scene. Yeah. And um, I don't know who I got put with but you know we just did this little thing and it kind of I remember going slinking back to my seat and sitting down and other improvisations happening and me not really paying attention because yeah. I was just like oh man 
I didn't. That was no good. I didn't really and, get uh, it. You yeah. know. And then um, he uh, he sort of picked a few of us out to go upstairs and read some stuff. And then about seven. And at that point, it was called Smoke. Right. The film. Right. And uh, then the film Smoke came out, which is Wayne Wang's film with Harvey Keitel, that great film yeah. about the tobacco yeah, yeah, shop yeah, yeah, in New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then it was Robin when I went up for it again. Right. Like R O double B I N apostrophe, I think. Yeah. Um, it's not as good a name. It's not as good a name. It's not as good a name. It's very of that time. Yeah. It would have fitted in with actually, all that kind that's of thing, true, but yeah. still, I don't know. When was that, 93, yeah. something like that? So uh, I went over again and then we read a scene that was never even in the film, like a drug dealer talking to his mate about uh, a problem that he was having that was not even the character, I don't think, it's in mm. the film. And then again, like months and months later, I got a phone call saying they want you in three or four days to go in and be in the film. And we shot on in a laundrette on the old Kent Road. Oh, wow. Uh, like at one in the morning... Well, across the night, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and it was nuts. Yeah. Because he kept saying, Oldman, you know, who else would do this? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> who else yeah. would shoot here, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, definitely. And uh, oh, it was weird. I accidentally, I, well, this, in the scene, we have a fight and I break, a, and the, a window breaks in the laundrette yeah. and we all run off. Now, originally the scene was that I came out, and this is kind of how reactive Oldman is and how he made that film, sort of his approach to it. Yeah. Um, so, we yeah we come out. We have this fight over this dog, and um, then we're sort of reconciled. And then I was in a scene a bit later on in the film as well. But while we were rehearsing, we start rehearsing the fight, and we're all young. It's me, Steve Sweeney, Charlie Creed, Moles, yeah. um, one of Charlie's mates, Sasha, and Charlie and Sweeney were quite wild anyway, a bit older than me as well. And um, also, we're all game, you know, we're yeah. young guns, we're all fancy ourselves like working class actors. Yeah, yeah. So even in the rehearsal, when we're having this fight between the three of us, we're sort of, you know, going for it more than I would now, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, And um, I, can imagine. I backed up against the window and I cracked the glass on in the window, yeah. which wasn't in the scene. And this is a rehearsal. And I, the, the way I realised it was I looked around and there were like the entire crew were just tensed back like or head in yeah. hands like because they've been shooting already for a night around, like in this place yeah. and there's no crack, window, crack window and they've now yeah, got to yeah, go yeah. back to before the fight and we've got a huge crack in the window yeah and Oldman's like well okay uh so maybe we change the scene so at the end the the, the glass breaks yeah but we've got to just shoot around it so we don't notice the broken window. Yeah, there's yeah, a huge yeah, crack. Yeah. It's one in the morning. Yeah, it's not like you get a glazier out on the old camera. Yeah. I mean, you probably can now, but you yeah, wouldn't yeah, have been yeah. out of then. Um, so uh, we, we then do the scene, we shoot around it, and then Alman's like, OK, I'm going to really need you to, when we fight, like, crack the window and put your foot through the window. Yeah. It's a real window, the full <laughs> size of a <laughs> shop, no, right? Stunt window. Look, or it's only a yeah. stunt window. Now, when I look back at it, the first assistant director came over and said, um, we shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't do this. And I don't think you should be in this position. I'm like, eight, I think 18 by the time yeah. I made it. And I'm like, I'd have jumped through the window. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Again, it's, 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 it's one of them that I really I can completely understand that yeah. straight away. I can completely understand that someone uh, 10 years in would, would be saying, that's oh, not how it oh, works. no but way I'd do Again, that as a young working class actor that's been handpicked by Gary Oldman you know? all this, you're going to... Throw yourself. Yeah, I mean, he was giving me direction, and, and at that age, and I, I remember not—I yeah. wasn't listening to a word of it. I was yeah. just going, 
It's Gary Oldman that's talking to me. <laughs> yeah, hard to take it's it like in. talking to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so know, like, right, let's, which, if we need to smash the window, we need exactly, to smash the window. You know, and that sort of era where she was stuff dissipates, doesn't it, as yeah. you get older yeah, and you realise yeah. everyone's just a bloke, you know. Yeah. But at that age, definitely I was like that. So, um... I was I just went for it and fortunately the glass didn't slide down and chop my leg off. Yeah, thank God. And yeah, I'm in the film for like thirty seconds at risk of a limb. Yeah. <laughs> Again the beauty of that that it's such a tiny part, mm. but you're you're going, right, well, this is my moment. I've got yeah. to well, I've got to do this. I mean and actually it goes back to that thing, it wasn't that and probably from that ethos from Anna Shears of not this is my moment. But I love films. I need to do and this I love proper. Gary Oldman and, yeah. and I know, I mean, I was realistic even at that age enough to know that that wasn't going to turn me into some big actor, but I knew yeah. I'd see myself on a big screen, which is something you always wanted, but also in something that was really quality and like, yeah. I didn't even know the likes of John Cassavetes and people like that were, you know, the Fassbender, um, the director, you know, those yeah. influences. I had no idea that all that was I was yet to discover, but I knew that this was saying it was exciting and yeah. its looseness yeah, and actor based approach was like and let's be honest, there hasn't been a better film made in London in twenty five years, no. I don't think. No, you're right. It was actually am- am- maybe amazing as good as but not better. So, so, uh, uh, so did you have that feeling at the time though that you were in something that again, that respect as as you're saying, they're not knowing obviously how it's gonna turn out yeah. in completion but in that kind of as you said that you're in that scene you're like right regardless of how short it is how small it is I'm, well, all I, I want to be a cog in this everyone on the every or well, not everyone that's a bad lesson and it's not true there were people saying oh this is mad this he don't know what he's doing yeah we're yeah. shooting this i mean for instance even after the crack window he said we need to come back we need another night here and they were like no 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 the locations are booked for tomorrow which that works yeah. it was quite low budget yeah, yeah. it was gary oldman you know yeah Film about domestic violence. Yeah, you're not going to get kind of that and a, and a yeah. way of life that is not going to pull in Transformers crowds. Yeah, you know? exactly. And uh, so he said, "No, we're coming back tomorrow." I remember this, and it sounds like a very sort of old lovey story, but it genuinely happened. And uh, he went, "No, we have to come back tomorrow." And there was a bit of turn and front, and he said, "We have to strive for a plateau of excellence. It's a location. We're coming back tomorrow." I love and, it. Uh, and so you went, okay. But then they were all going, that was a kind of indicative of him being wild and nuts and not yeah. having a clue how, yeah. you know, filming should work. Yeah. And then I think it was two years later it came out, you know. Yeah. It took a long, long time. In the edit, obviously, and yeah, they had yeah, so yeah, much course. stuff. I mean, they shot I the mean, nil by mouth scene three times with Ray. It's, it's a fascinating balance because, I mean, I was first exposed to it with just music videos, but the relationship between... A director and 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 an AD, like you kind of need an AD who's going to be a crack in the whip and, and moving on. Because in general, directors yeah. or a lot of directors are the artistic element there, and they'll want to keep doing it and keep doing it. And then you've got you generally have an AD in who's there to to, to tighten everything up to go right. Let's make this this realistic, but there has to be a balance as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You can't restrain it too much and can't put the reins on. Yeah. too much to restrict the film but you still need to go right realistically do we need an extra day do we yeah. need this and that and I mean obviously I guess making fight for it. it yeah and uh, for, for an actor a first AD is uh, like genuinely as much as a director often is the difference yeah. between it being the right environment to do your job in and it being really really hard the yeah. whole job yeah completely so so what kind of came after a nil by mouth because the first thing that I yeah. became really aware of you in was was Football Factory, which mm-hmm. we'll get to. But what was the kind of journey 
from uh, that to there. Just again, a lot episodes of episodes of the bill and casualties, yeah. and uh, again, a typical <coughs> a, a London actor, yeah. Um, with a, kind of a learning curve, stuff, I guess. Like, so you do, I mean, I don't remember the order of things, uh particularly well necessarily but like then you get a few scenes in saying it was a bit better like I did a, a Tony Marchant thing called Never Never yeah that might have even been after Football Factory God knows but uh, I don't think it was um, and uh, uh, I did this thing Bodily Arm with Tim Spall so like a few things that were better yeah or, or not better necessarily. Well, yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but mainly, uh, but mainly, you know, little episodes playing sort of thugs and hooligans and um, villains, I suppose, mainly because you yeah. know that's how you uh, typecast because your your accent. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was and and a very small parts in films. I did a film called Sorted, this sort of long forgotten rave movie. But again, like right, one yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. I think I'm like man in record shop. Was yeah, the part, yeah, you know, lots yeah. of that sort of thing. But it's all all building experience, yeah. and all building. And that. I was working as well. I went to college when I was sixteen. I went to a college, like a sixth form college, and there was a theatre there, and we just did plays for a couple of years, and then so I was working there. In right. between jobs as well, yeah. just directing plays with young actors Amazing. who were like, you know, sort of my age for, for the big first big chunk of it. But then, you know, and I, I always had that to sort of go back and do. Yeah, and some, to keep I was you doing work. creative and busy. Exactly. And my, I did stuff that made me as proud as anything I've done in, as an actor there, you know, yeah. over the years, like a few things that you put together with with actors and musicians and stuff that you go, well, that's fulfilling me creatively in a way that maybe. My mate Tony, or Jay Simpson, he's known as, as an actor, says, you know, it's fulfilling you more than going up to Bristol to do another episode of Casualty and figure out a new way to say ouch. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Which is what your career is, you know, a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to do this same exact thing differently. Yeah, and, and uh, I think there is a genuine skill to that. And again, it's something I've found f- f- fascinating in my first small experiences in this world is... In a way, it feels more challenging to have one line than to have a whole scene. Yes. You know what I mean? Because it's like there's not a lot. You, you, it's deciding how you, it's you, you can't really get that into character. You can't really. You don't want to overdo it because this yeah. is my one moment. So again, I I found that that, I that fascinating. In one hundred percent in the audition, yeah. I had to read as all of these these characters, mm-hmm. and I found that far easier than when it's like, here's your two lines. Yes. It's like, all right, so I just. I don't know. I just. I guess I'll say them. I guess that's that's all I'm doing there. More more than act them, if yeah. you know what I mean. So, I oh, that's hundred percent yeah. the case. You know, yeah. and also you're walking onto something where you don't know everyone, where all the in jokes are flying about around you, where yeah. there's a rapport between everyone else, and that you're not a part of, and um, and you've got to come in as you say and say, you know, Mister Wilson. I've got a message for you. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really, yeah, yeah. you know, that stuff is much harder because it's a lot of pressure. It's like walking up to take a penalty. Yeah, yeah you know, everyone yeah. else actually playing for ninety minutes and Completely. knocking the ball about yeah. might be stressful just before, but when you're in the run of it, it's absolutely fine. And you get time to sh- 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 show your skills exactly, to really do yeah. it. You, you, you kind of get to your legs a yourself bit, yeah. anymore. So rather than you've got you've got one kick to see if you're good or not. Exactly. Like, what? Yeah. So that, I mean that's what it is effectively, isn't it? When you're a, yeah. a, a, you know doing a what they call a day play or something. Yeah. So, so how was it then um, with a football factory where you then had a far bigger role? I mean, it's a film that I absolutely I, I, I loved. I remember 
Oh, weirdly, it was mm-hmm. it was one of the first films I took round to my dad's flat after after my parents had split up, I and mean, because my dad and me as well have been a Millwall since we were kids, right? So um, it was a real kind of I was like, number one, I reckon he'll enjoy it, and number two, he's going to recognise every little area, and yeah, and yeah. it was a, a great one. So we shot round for there, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So much of it all, sh- all shot round there. So all of it, I think. So, so how was that? Um, well, it was great. Uh, it was an incredible summer. Um, we shot it in the May, I think, 2003, so I was like 26, I think. Yeah. And um, we were all mates from before. Everyone knew each other. Uh, I'd known Danny since I was... Danny Dyer since I was 18. We did a play together at the White Bear in Kennington. Amazing. Um, which was, a great, again, that was as good a job as I've ever done, that, that play. Um so I knew Dan from that. I knew Roland Manukian. We did a play together at the BBC called Killers. That was really good. David yeah. Eldridge, who's from out near yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Good, good writer. We did Market Boy and stuff. So we'd done that. Um, uh, Callum had been at the college that I was sort of working on and off at. They picked yeah. him out of there. And I knew Frank Harper from doing a couple of things. And Tony Denham was a mate of Frank. So we were all, as a little group of people, we were all... Really yeah. good mates, which I think comes I was over. I think that's say, that see. must make it a lot easier, right? If you are all, you're exactly. all you're all mates, and it gives that on set. I'd imagine it gives that more relaxed atmosphere that you're going you're going back and forth again. The polar opposite of of being a day player of coming in yeah. and having that one line. In this, it's, 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 you, it's you and your mates essentially acting out. I don't know. I guess you, you you're kind of acting out your own. You're exaggerating it. But you're yeah, acting out your own characters, your own interactions. To some extent, and Nick like wrote it for, with people in mind and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember there was a day where I had like one day where I had a big speech, you know, in a, in a, in a scene. Yeah. And um, I'd never, you know, again, I'd not done a lot of films and uh, you were never the focus. I was doing exactly yeah. what you just described, yeah, 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 turning yeah. up and doing a little yeah. bit and, you yeah. know, going home happy, actually. And, uh, and, that's, the, and that's the difference, though, just you mentioned that. Just I was going home every time, just... Yeah, b- b- buzzing because exactly as you said, I'm a massive cinema nerd and mm. all this. It's like it's going to be on the big screen and just to be involved for that tiny bit is is, is enough. And, so yeah. again, I imagine when you've then got a big speech, yeah, that's the, the excitement well, I, and I'm, nerves are kind of heightened, he, right? I remember he said uh, they what they were supposed to be in a restaurant, but it was actually at Greenwich Borough Football Club. Uh, which Tamar Hassan ran at the time, so they'd give them it. They had yeah. the run of the gaff. And they turned one of the changing rooms, I think, genuinely, into this restaurant. Right, right. They just painted it because it was cheaper than hiring yeah, yeah, a gaff, yeah, yeah. was to give it a coat of paint and a few tables. And uh, Nick went to me, how you doing, boy? <laughs> he said, uh, you're nervous. And I said, this before we started shooting, I'm as happy now as I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Like, I can't believe yeah. it. That I'm yeah. going to get to do a, something that's substantial. Yeah, in something. yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it wasn't really big one for the critics, I suppose, Football Factory. But if I get stopped in the street, eight times out of ten, it's because of that. Film. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, regardless of, of the of the, of the critics, I was, I was working, I was working in, in an HMV at the time in Essex, and that was again the people that's it. loved it. It was, yeah. you know, it and was I'm exactly from that. Suburbia, you know yeah. that same crowd, exactly the exactly the same thing. And that's where you know there, there's a big audience of people that yes, that loved the film, yeah. you know. And it might not even be to my taste necessarily, but it is uh, it's it's one that's had a big impact. And I suppose it is a cult, you know, it's a yeah. cult film that people love. And I get stopped a lot for it, and it's never 
touch wood. It's never been aggressive. Yeah, you know? and completely, it's, it's 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 one of them that I think falls in with. I remember again when I was working at HMV, we'd sell a lot. It was it was when DVDs had just first started. The back catalogue things was were first starting to go cheap, mm-hmm. and there'd be options. So we'd suddenly sell a shed load of scum, of chopper. And, of, you know, there was a, f- a few in that. Yeah, yeah. And Football Factory seemed like the first new film in that the kind of, that had that, that same that, yeah. g- genre, had that same audience and kind of just as, yeah. as sat in there. As, and it's strange that people watch Scum for... Yeah. I mean, that film, which is uh, brilliant. Alan Clark's probably my favourite British director. Yeah. If you can quantify that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, the idea, though, of sitting and watching it for a kick... Yeah, have a laugh. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's Beyond intense. Me, it's yeah. so horrible. Completely. It's so horrible. Completely. I was, I was thinking... Brilliant, I mean, bro. as we were discussing this, I was thinking, I need to watch a nil by mouth again, because it is mm. amazing, but... I've probably not watched it in 10 years because it's one of them. You it's are brilliant. taken aback by it, but you're not looking to watch it on the regular no. and have a laugh. And ben Wheatley says Scum around. is the best horror film ever made. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's shout. got half a point now. Yeah. He says yeah, that in Come and See. You ever seen that Yeah, film? yeah, yeah, yeah. There is two big yeah. sort of uh, reference points. I like it. So, yeah. so with Football Factory getting that, that much um, praise and, 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 and love in, yeah. in, in that way, you, you were then... Again, I, I, I wanted to say typecast because of, of Rise of the, the, yeah. the Foot Soldier, the Doghouse, all these other ones. In the middle of there, I noticed Atonement. So I, I, I wouldn't say well, that particularly yeah. jumps in as a typecast. So how, how was Atonement? So, I didn't, again, I've not seen it. but uh, I'm not... Right, I, I'm not in Atonement. <laughs> right. I got cut out of Atonement. Oh, really? I think you can see me in a crowd somewhere. I see your credit. But we had a scene where we had to drown oh, an see. RAF officer. Yeah. And there were five of us. Johnny Harris was in there as yep. well. I don't know if you know John, who did um, This Is England and yep. he's just done The Monsters, who you should definitely talk to because yeah, he's yeah. a fascinating character. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, no, I got chopped out of that. But I'll be honest, but um, after Football Factory, really, because that wasn't necessarily seen within the industry as much as it might be yeah. by the people that yeah, you yeah. Know, we're from and stuff, yeah. um, I, didn't, I went back to doing bits and bobs, you know, and even like... Uh, so those that little group of films, um, you know, and they're still making them about the Rettenden murders and stuff. Yeah. And lots of uh, gangster films they saw that was a market. It was sort of the end of the time of the DVD before we got into this streaming stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel kind of lucky now because whatever the quality of their, those films, and they're mixed and some are better in parts maybe than others, um, uh, the the budgets were at least high enough that you got paid reasonably for them. Yeah, you know, yeah, you could, could do you it could, properly in that manner. Um, whereas now, you know, they're really low because of the streaming thing and all that. It's yeah. now, and, but, I mean, it's the same films on the same sort of subject matter. I, and I was pleased to get in front of a camera and I honestly put as much research and work in as I, I do now, you know, into yeah. that. And, I'm, I, you know, maybe I was on an I didn't nothing, but I just felt like it was an opportunity to practice yeah, yeah, and yeah. to put myself and to be an actor. I just wanted to be acting, you know. And yeah. So, um, I, I, but they really, the Football Factory made a very small difference in that the... People who were making those sort of films were aware that the Football Factory had that audience and so that I might 
you know, not yeah. appeal to them, but I'd be at least a familiar face to that. A familiar you? face. So they chuck me in those. That, yeah. But other than that, I was still auditioning for episodes of Casualty and yeah. Bills and still doing that kind of work and having to. So, feeling very, a bit depressed about so, it quite a lot. Uh, for me, it seemed a Kill List was the one that changed it all. It was, yeah. Kill List was the one that made people go, right, this, you know, this is proper. And it, again, it allowed you to have a role, a big role that wasn't just playing, as you said, a thug, a baddie, a, do you know what I mean? Or a, a generic kind yeah. of a, a football fan, you know, all that kind of thing. So, yeah. so how did that come about and how was the experience that? Obviously, I had Michael Smiley on before who of course, yeah. was, yeah, uh, also amazing in that. But yeah, yeah. that was. Uh, that, well, that was your thing. came about because I did... BBC Three did a uh, sketch show that was originally called the CGI Sketch Show. Yeah. Which, so the idea was every sketch had some CGI in it, which might not be the best foundation stone right, uh, yeah. program. Yeah, it's, it's quite not In fact, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, but CGI had <laughs> obviously just become cheap, yeah. and it's like, what do we do with this? You yeah. Know? Um, and then our answer was literally anything. It was just every would make <laughs> yeah, a sketch show, but with what it, do we do with it? We yeah. use it. Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll it. use it then. Exactly that. <laughs> and Ben Wheatley was the director of that. Yeah. Um, and he I went in, auditioned, and then they gave me like six sketches in it across. They did like 500 or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I was really like, some of the sketches I had, I, I couldn't even see where the joke was in the premise like I was like <laughs> I don't get this at all yeah. um, but what Ben would do is when you get on set you go okay yeah we'll do the sketch and you do it as best as you can almost like you would you do in an advert audition like yeah. well I don't know what this is but if this is what you want me to do and um, and then he go okay let's do one off script and I've never said this to him but I, I thought I was like this guy just he doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Yeah. He's doing these sketches. We don't the point. This, and now he wants us to go off. But what you want me to write it for you now as well? Yeah, you know that was yeah, really yeah, yeah. that was going on in my head. Obviously yeah, not. Yeah. So we're doing them anyway. And um, then so I did this couple of days, and I, oh, disgracefully, and I honestly think I learned from it. I was down on it. Yeah, you know, as an experience. And this shows you why you should maybe be as open-minded as you can in our game and just be excited to work with different practitioners yeah. as you can. Because yeah. about two years later, he got me in to do a, a viral advert for Heineken yeah. uh, to play like a really drunk bloke. Yeah. Um, uh, which he, it was made to look like it was kind of caught on home video. Right, you know? yeah, So it yeah. looked really naturalistic, like yeah. it could be. Anyway, we did this, and that was in... Bucharest. So we had a few days out there and um, we just got on really well and laughed a lot and talked. And then and then he said to me, oh, I've got this film um, that I've written that was sort of about this uh, a guy who ends up in uh, the uh, somewhere that's like the Philippines. He said it's going to be non-specific, but he wanted to call it Get Jakarta, which I think is in Indonesia, Jakarta. Yeah. Um, this guy that ends up with a religious cult who worship an effigy made of um, the limbs of dead children mm. was like, he said I think it'll be like a blackly comic version of Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia right. he said I've already made a film called Down Terrace and yeah. this is going to be the next thing and I said oh sounds amazing and he said um, well I'm, I'm glad you said that because I've pitched it with you in the league <laughs> now at the time you know I've done a lot of those films we just described yeah. and uh, or discussed and um, 
I'd done, you know, lots of bit parts and stuff and The Wrong Door, the sketch show, which is what the CGI yeah, sketch yeah, show yeah. game. And I'm a bit like, really, mate? <laughs> now, I hadn't yeah. seen Down Terrace at this yeah, point. Yeah, 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 So, and, but I'd heard it all. You know, I'd been on lots of little episodes of things where people go, you're great, mate, I'm doing a film next year. Yeah, and, you know, most people don't, to be honest. Yeah. But, and, and fair particularly enough. if you've had scepticism yeah. in your first encounter together, there's well, going to be a level of, I'm now although we're 30s. enjoying it now, it's like, yeah. all right, come on. I'm now in my 30s. Yeah. You know, I've been doing it a long time. This yeah, ain't yeah. my first barbecue, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. the score here. Yeah. And I've heard it all. So I'm like, oh, right, great. You know, that's great. But I'm um, thinking, oh, that, that's something that will never materialise. And a few months later, he sent me a short uh, that was like a Bonnie and Clyde thing yeah. about uh, the financial collapse and um, a, a, a not a young couple, but a sort of, couple in their 30s who start robbing banks yeah um but in a really suburban sort of normal way yeah um and they get a kind of almost bloodlust and, and thrill from it uh, uh which is which is how it sort of escalates beyond their the financial imperative yeah sure but it was all in a short all in like 16 pages great yeah. and then his son was ill when we were supposed to film it not seriously ill but just under the weather and i there was a problem i think for me so we didn't end up making it and i thought oh maybe that'll be the end of that yeah, and then sure. a few months later he sent kill list as like oh i've got a feature and I, by that time, I'd seen Down Terrace as yeah, well. Yeah, so which you I, know it's... I'm like, this guy is the real deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we already knew from discussion, discussing with each other, we already knew that um, we had similar taste. And so the likes of Alan Clark oh. and Cassavetes um, were sort of at the forefront of our minds. Peter Watkins, you know, similar. And I'd made a short at that time as well that sort of um, Ben liked just before we did Kill List. Um, so we had a similar sensibility um, that I'd seen from Dan Terrace. So I know it's the real thing now. I know that yeah. this is something that's going to be happening and Film 4 are involved and my agent times like, I don't know where this has come from, it's out of the blue. And then the script of Kill List turns yeah. up and like, I mean, you'd you'd have to be hopeless to mess it up. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's that part. To yeah. give me that part. Yeah, it's amazing, Some right? kind of good guy who's not even well-known. Like, they must have been climbing over themselves to recommend people to Ben to make yeah. that. And he just said, no, it's Neil and Smiley. That's amazing. Like, you know, and I know they were. Yeah. Um, and he fought so for it's us. It's amazing and, as, as well that he'd written it with you guys in yeah. mind and things like that, which and just me, makes Anna, it again, And Emma Fryer, yeah. the parts were there. Strew and Roger as the, the client. They yeah. were all written tailored to the actors. Amazing. Yeah, Mark Kempner, who plays the guy whose head gets, you know, yeah. hurt. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, and, and he just said that's what... And he and the way he did it was to go to the people who had the money and said, look, they, we shot a test day, which was almost yeah. the entire dinner party. We shot it in a house in North London somewhere. And, um, and he went in and went, look, the film's going to look like that, and that's the script. So, you know, you can see where they're going to improvise and go off script, and that will be the cast. So if you want to do that, then give us some money. But if you don't want to do that and you want to tell me to do it another way, then keep your money and I'll do how I did Down Terrace because he did that for 8,000 in eight days. And they uh, swallowed. That's perfect. It's it's, it's, it's similar to my first album with Dan Lassac where we'd had one song that had blown up and a a lot of labels were sniffing about. And we were like, right, we want to finish our album before pairing up with any labels, because we don't want anyone saying, oh, you need to kind of go this route or change this or that. Yeah. And it was exactly that. It was like, 
here's the here's the record. If you, if you want to put it out, then awesome. Let's do a deal. If you don't, there's no issue. There's no there's no beef. But it's like that's what that's what you're you're you're, you're buying here. Rather than you see again a lot of acts that seem to be moulded or under the cosh to change in some way because of this big yeah. thing. And it's it's a similar th- a thing now. I love I love the, that he's gone. No, this is this is it. This is what you're buying. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to buy it? Yes. Cool, perfect. Then, then, then we can all get on. So, 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 so how was that as a as a as an ex- ex- experience to make as as well? Because it's a it's a strange one. Yeah, and we shot it in the short. You know, it was three weeks. Three weeks. So That's nuts. Isn't yeah. It? So it was very intense. Um, uh, Ben's technique is you shoot on script, then you go off script, and you yeah. just improvise. And the improvisation can go on like for half an hour without yeah. him cutting. So that took a day to get used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of keep course. going, keep going, keep going. Cause, um, and if that means you exit, if that means you walk out and he'll keep, you know, and then walk back in, whatever it is, yeah. he'll just keep going. Then he say, uh, okay, go back on the script, but say just say that one bit that you that said bit that again. You got from there, yeah. And then he goes, okay, do the script, but as in, in as few words as possible. So whereas I might say to you, I'm sorry, mate, I should. I really shouldn't have done that yesterday. I didn't know why I did yeah. it. Yeah, you go. I'm sorry, mate. I... <sighs> yeah. And that unspoken yeah. thing yeah, is what yeah, you yeah. genuinely have with a mate, yeah, or with yeah, your partner. Completely. You hear the end of that. Line, I love that. Know? I mean, I love the. It's got to be a real good relationship there between the writer and director who's comfortable for his work to go out the window essentially to be changed yeah. completely for you as the actor. To not think, as you'd kind of previously said, oh, what am I writing this for, you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, like to have that trust and faith yeah. to cross over yeah. in that way. I think that must be a great... It was... I mean, it was that just, right pairing. Uh, we were spoiled on that job, yeah. you know. We, we, it was... You were filming all day. He lights 360 degrees so the camera just goes wherever. Goes there wants, are no yeah. marks on the floor. You go where you Brilliant. want. We were working... We, everyone respected and liked each other personally. Smiley yeah. and me became extremely close and still are yeah. like, immediately. Yeah. There was a connection. Um, uh, you know, I speak to, spoke to Miana yesterday, like, we're, yeah. you know, and this is years on. And that, it, that, acting is transitory. You move on to different projects and you don't always, it's a sad thing, but it's also kind of a nice thing. You don't always hang on to people, you know, you don't yeah. always yeah, kind of completely. see as much. Or what, but we when are I was, a little group. I was, I, was, I was speaking to Miana a couple of days ago and yeah. she was saying that you, you and Smiley are two of the people that she's just like, that's that's friends for life. That's yeah. just, just, was completely amazed by it. And yeah. And and you ended up working again with Miana in in Hyena recently, which that's I watched right, yeah. The other night, which we'll get back to bits in the okay. middle, but, but I thought that was interesting because at first you kind of think, right, it's another again. You're playing the the a, a kind of a bit of a, a thuggy drug, mm-hmm. and then it turns out, and again, it's not a spoiler because it comes in quite quick that yeah. you're the police. Yes, and I thought that was quite a beautiful thing. It's like yeah, so yeah. they've not changed the the character. That in that respect, they've just gone. Oh no, this is more realistic this is on both sides of yeah. of, of, of the law so baddies on both sides yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that was a, a fascinating um a, a work and particularly with your was your last scene just basically involve you covering yourself 
in jam or ketchup or something. Oh, was, in high end. Towards the end, yeah, in, that was in, in yeah. <laughs> I'll check. Well, yeah. There's a couple of scenes after after that. Actually, yeah. but I thought if, if if that's your your bow out, that's a beautiful m- moment of just going. Yeah, right, hello. that was actually the day BBC London News decided to turn up and shoot outside. <laughs> so I saw myself I on bet. the news that evening, covered in tomato Amazing. sauce and mustard. Amazing. And, yeah, which I could have done without. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that was... A, I mean, that's a whole other experience, Hyena. Yeah. It was wild. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought I'm it was great. And I thought it, was, it, it it felt like a callback to... I don't know, it kind of had a bit of a feel of ID and stuff like that to me. But, right. you know, in, 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 a, in a very good way. Mm-hmm. Not that it felt like it was it'd been done before, but it yeah. had that kind of a feel to it that felt very real and felt very... Uh, uh, there wasn't clearly distinguished or established good guys and bad guys. There was there was humans. Yeah. Well, and I mean, at points Gerard they're good, at points Johnson, they're bad. Who directed that film was working on it for I mean ten years from when he did the he first got the idea and yeah. seven years of like very seriously head down research. Oh, wow. Um uh about, you know, from speaking to corrupt police officers that had been in prison yeah. to trafficked women uh, working Damn. in Soho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so got involved uh, with the Albanian community in um, London around Wood Green. Just a lot of uh, um, a lot of work went into creating the milieu of that, yeah, you know, yeah. of that film, of, of each group, of the cops, of the um, criminals, of the people who were working in the sex industry. Yeah. Um, it's, it's yeah. such a weird task that because if you nail it, mm-hmm. it goes unnoticed. Yeah, if you know, what I mean, the the to, to perfectly nail that have gone into all these communities and get it right. You, sh- it should just then f- feel natural if you know what I mean. So it's, it, it's, it's it feels like quite an odd thing that you you're putting that much work in, and the ideal situation is that wow, that's just you just take that as it is. Yeah. It's, it's it's like you don't I walk past. A group of Armenians mm-hmm. sitting outside a coffee shop who were clearly, you know, in about yeah, yeah. A, 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 a bit of that area and think anything other than that's who they are. Do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? And and that's the vibe I got on the on the film. It was yeah. very much all just felt so real that yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just that, I'm not articulating exists, it well there, yeah. but do you know no, what I mean. I do, it's kind I of think I that. do follow what you mean. Yeah. yeah, the the yeah the plot kind of runs through. Uh, an, an environment, and as I say, a milieu, not to yeah. overuse that word, yeah. that that means that, you know, there's a kind of truth to it, whatever yeah. goes on in terms of yeah. the storyline. You know? Well, let's go to the kind of extreme opposite of that mm-hmm. and the surrealism of, of Utopia, mm-hmm. which, again, just blew up. And it was another one where it felt, for me, your character in particular was the engaging and enthralling thing about that because of how unusual and how just mysterious and odd mm. it was it just kind of it it it, it, drew, it drove it on for me initially i'm drawn in because let's be honest st- styling wise and i think it was beautifully shot that the colors it's quite it, i feel like i'm a child here saying mm-hmm. the colors drew me in no, but, but, but the colors mean, it was exactly true. that it was bright had that style yeah and then it was your a, a character for me for a lot of it that kept me engaged in that story, particularly mm-hmm. when that story, at points, it wasn't actually p- progressing that much. It was going around in circles f- yeah. for quite a bit. That it was that kind of right. I still want to know what the hell this guy is and what and, and what's going on. So, yeah. so how was that to again have that 
huge step away from yeah. what you might be well, when known I went in for, for to it, some. I only had the scenes. Right. So, or maybe I had the first ep and some scenes, but the scenes I had were the ones where the character starts to question where he's come from. Yeah. Um, so I knew there was more to him than just that he was this um, relentless, mindless yeah. killer. Yeah. Um, so I knew that in the uh, when we did that. And then I think all six had been written for the first series. So once we got it, they sent that across and it became like... There were two jobs, really, in Utopia <clears throat> for me. One was that... Start in, you know, uh, the, the character is on a, you know, journey. It's much overused expression, but uh, from, okay, it's just that he provides the jeopardy, he is the thing we are all afraid of, yeah. to actually this damaged person who's been uh, um, uh, sort of made into a killer. Yeah. From completely. a child who's been experimented on uh, medically, chemically, and... um but who's still somewhere? There is some kind of inquisitiveness and a and heart and like a soul, if you like. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that's what made the character there. a really engaging is because again, a lot of films or shows, you don't have to explain that. You you could just yeah. have the relentless. Yeah. So again, that was the beauty. Well, of the that. difficulty was, of course, I had then like all my research. Like my instinct was child soldiers, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Child soldiers and human experimentation. Yeah. So what are the effects of that? And um, and the minute you start to read about those subjects, uh, and particularly child soldiers, um, your empathy grows and your sympathy yeah. grows. Yeah. That these people, and there's, you know, rehabilitation programmes that have worked to a greater or lesser extent on these very, very damaged yeah. people. Yeah, of course, you know? yeah. Somalia and the Sudan, and you know, particularly in Africa, but I mean also, you know, that in South America is prevalent and stuff. Someone even argues, and you know, the sixteen-year-olds who we still train to be in the army, even if they can't fight till they're eighteen, to some yeah. extent, or a child soldier. I mean, ex- exactly, it's still conditioned. You know? Yeah, and from an early age, I think, as I said, even in in this country, it's a thing where you know, from a young age, you're pushed towards the idea that a soldier is the ultimate of goodness and yeah, hope exactly. kind of thing. So there's there's so, a lot of that that kind of... It, and, it, you know... Are we all placed as, as soldiers and army men and whatnot? Also, politically, it's very difficult ground because you can say, well, if a people are oppressed and children fight back against that oppression, uh, are they at that point a child soldier and must we condemn that country for its use of child yeah. I mean, it's a really... Yeah, yeah, politically, yeah, yeah, it's interesting yeah. area. I won't drag it in that direction. But, yeah. like, so I was looking for... I was looking at that. And um, and as I say, also... Intre- Do you know uh, Robert Rodriguez, the director? Yeah. I remembered, something triggered in my mind, that years before I'd read that he funded El Mariachi by... Um, allowing himself to be experimented on with medicines oh, wow. and stuff. That was his... Because you yeah. can do that in yeah, the States. Yeah, yeah. So I looked into that a bit, and the internet has made such a difference to how quickly you can do research yeah. as an actor. Yeah, of course. And um, I l- looked at the effects of experimentation, people who are paid to have this. And it's pretty much anything... I mean, in terms of constructing Arby, it's pretty much anything I wanted to choose because the after effects have been yeah. so broad and horrible. Yeah, you know? yeah. But one of the key ones was respiratory. Right. Respiratory. Um, 
so breathing, people's yeah, breathing yeah, and lungs. And yeah. so I went back and sort of said, well, I got this idea when we first started rehearsals, which we did for Utopia, which is very rare. Yeah. You know, you hardly ever, especially for television, do rehearsals. But Mark Mundan, right. who directed the first block of that and the second series, insisted that we rehearse everything, which was amazing. Because I would have been doing something much closer to what I was doing in the auditions, which was fairly straight. Yeah. Um if it wasn't for those rehearsals where he kept pushing it, going, okay, you're going, basically going, you're going in the right direction. Yeah. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, keep yeah, pushing yeah, it yeah. until we get there. And that was kind of where the... And to I, give I, you that authorization exactly. essentially, to go further and further yeah. into the Exactly, into to, to push it yeah. and, and that going, no, it isn't ridiculous. What are yeah, you doing? Because yeah. you are going, am I just, is this mad? Yeah. I mean, even like the voice, we were like, yeah, what, would he have just my accent or... And then we're saying, well... Like, I know some people who grew up in care and a great friend of mine has uh, grew up in care and moved from Glasgow to London. Mm. This would have been in the 60s. And he's, and had to do a London accent. I mean, he was like 14. Yeah. He just had to change his accent. We're like, yeah, if Arby's sort of been kept when he has been put with other kids, yeah. he probably would have a hint of, not entirely my voice, but, you know, almost like a yeah, working yeah, class yeah, thing yeah, because he'll be with other kids who are without yeah. parents, you know. Yeah. So... Developing that. So I've got all of that going on because I know where I've got to end up, which is yeah. this guy, you know, is all of this unravelling. But at the beginning, I have just got to be really scary. Yeah. So we talked about and then started to look at, like, silent monsters, you know, Frankenstein and um, yeah. uh, the mummy was the big one. Yeah. You know, like, but from the 20s and 30s. Purely the movement Just the movement. The because, and, and if the... you go back, it's been so much parodied. Yeah. And made fun of, you know, that, that era and that, those kind of monster movies. But if you go back and just watch them cold, like, yeah. you, you can get a little bit of why the fear, where the the horror was for yeah. an audience at that and time. And again, it's fascinating because the, the, the general thing with silent monsters, would you allow the silence to become the scary thing in many ways? Because, again, they'd generally be slow-moving. Yes. So, again, it's that quiet, just the tension yeah. is building. <laughs> There's not any... I'm going to come and kill you. There's like, what? Why is this person coming? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, it's building that and really so then, allowing that to grow. You, so, kind of trying to fit all those bits together yeah. to get so that, yeah, so that we could. He, he provides the jeopardy, and then you know, we we. Oh, I mean, I suppose the idea is that by the end of it, you uh, that you have some sympathy yeah, for him, or empathy, even though you've watched him commit a school massacre. Yeah. Yeah. Like, by the end of it, he's this pathetic soul, really. And, again, that's a great skill in the writing and and an important thing as well because I think, again, in society, as we touched upon, there's so many things where it's so black and white that this person's the bad guy. Or, again, I mean, child child soldiers. Mm -hmm. We don't think about the innocence there. We think about, well, they're the enemy and we're going to this war or they're doing this. It's like, well, there's, there's far more... Of a story of inside course. everyone. So, Have yeah, you that's... seen that great Dave Chappelle bit about um, how old is 15, really? No, I haven't. Well, you'd look it up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. recommend it because yeah. it's a great... He's, the comparisons he draws between how we see, you know, yeah. good and bad is yeah. extraordinary. That's, yeah, do have a look at that. It's definitely worth a look. Well, okay. um, there's another f- film. There's more. There's tons I want to talk about. We're almost on on the hour mark, but we can oh, keep going a bit longer. Um I'm, I'm just thinking how, how long I've got my parking till. Yeah, we can keep going a bit longer. I've got parking passes if you want. Oh, that's passes. all good. That's all good. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about, and I rarely do this if it's, it's something I've not seen. But you've 
you're you're in 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 open windows, which I didn't realize, yeah. which I own because I'm a massive fan of Nacho. I think right. his film Time Crimes was the the first film I showed at my film night. I think he's amazing director, but but, but it's one that I got the DVD. And at that point, it wasn't available over here, so it's a region that my current DVD player doesn't play. But I've got my old DVD player still, so at some point, I need to wire it up to, to watch it. But yeah. but how was that? And what was the uh, experience of working with Nacho? Well, it's a very unusual film because it happens entirely in real time on as though you're watching a computer screen. Oh wow! So the yeah. open windows are the windows on a computer. Right? Screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's no, and it's it. Yeah, there's no. It doesn't stop. There's no scenes as such. It's yeah, a constant it's just a running continu- scene. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, but it also meant it was broken up in a very small part. So I was in Madrid for like six weeks and I shot five nights, yeah. like for an hour a night. I think one night I did right. a full night. Yeah, so I'd just simple. be in a little bit of... Because it was so technical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess oh, when you, oh, you're, you're putting someone like that together that doesn't have any moving parts as yes, such exactly. it has to be so specific on what and here's exactly moment, what moment, we need yeah. in this moment and like a lot of it is from my character's point of view because he's wearing a head cam which right. I assumed would be me but was actually a very small guy with a camera on his head right <laughs> so I didn't have to be there for any of that stuff and, yeah um, I guess so that's kind of and they didn't want me there for any of that yeah. stuff because I was an extra body where they really wanted no bodies yeah you know? um but it was uh, so it was fascinating then to have so many of your scenes without me in, really, without, without yeah. being there. It's bizarre. Um, yeah, because as well, <laughs> the actors. I mean, and I find it as well. Like, what you do is, if you're in, a, if you and me are in a scene together, and yeah. they they film me, then they film you, and then I'm here for you to look at, and you're yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. We, so we react to each yeah, other. Yeah. But what's hard is if your eye line is the camera, and then they put the actor next to it. Yeah. It's hard not to keep looking round at the actors. So yeah, it's, yeah. If your eye lines are camera, yeah. you kind of want to hear the voice, but that not after. You know, not after the, yeah, the person. I get that. Um, so yeah, I wasn't on a lot, but I got on very well with Nacho. I mean, he is uh, an incredibly a false of nature. As yeah. a character. Have you met him? I've not. I got him. He did a a, a video to screen at the beginning of our screening, right. and it was him just saying. Um, <laughs> I drink every day, but t- a, a today's reason f- 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 for drinking is to toast your choice of playing time crimes in the sense they just downed <laughs> a whole load of some some booze. It yeah. was like I love it. He's, yeah, and he just seemed intense and wonderful. But, He's very wild character. Yeah. but you know that film is what an achievement. Yeah, what an achievement. And his next one. Yeah, which at the moment what's it even called? It's called. Is it gargantuan? I'm going to get it right. right. Yeah. Um, but he sent it to me, which he's got Anne Hathaway in. I mean, yeah. he didn't send it to me with a part. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. sent it to me to read. Yeah. <laughs> um, Have a look at how uh, good this is. absolutely <laughs> amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. He's great. I mean, as I said, the reason I chose Time Crimes on mm-hmm. my, on my f- a, a film night was it was one that people don't seem to know about. And there's no. so many, because of the internet now, there's so many... Gr- Great secret films that everyone everyone knows about. Everyone yeah. picks the same great hidden gems, <laughs> and that's one that I just think is so fucking good. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Time crimes, so inventive on such a small scale. Yeah, you know, not dissimilar to Kill List in that way. Yeah. you know, low budget, yeah, small. exactly. Um, a low budget, the a great an unusualness to it, and just yeah. simply y- using that idea and yeah, and, and exploring going into uh, uh, yeah that yeah. That. Uh, conceit is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Well, um, another thing I wanted to talk about, and it's because we kind of talked about it in 
over an email, and I mm-hmm. thought it's an interesting subject, is the fact that you don't do that much press or interviews and things like that, mm-hmm. kind of as a choice to be more just your work... Or is it a choice that it's your work representing you, or is it more just, well, it's no one's business? Or Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think if I... Because I was then thinking about it, after we emailed each other, I was thinking about why, isn't it? And... You know, I've always thought, well, it's because if you, people know too much about you or they, they know what sort of person you are, then it, it's harder to separate them from your, chari- yeah. from your character. I get that. And, um, and also, like, you go, you think, you know, you talk about acting. Even some of the things I've said today, you know, you immediately kind of can sound like, yeah, in a way that musicians don't, for some reason, actors, and I do it myself, I hurl magazines across the room, you know, for like, I'll stop talking about yourself, like, yeah, what yeah, you do yeah, is this yeah, thing, yeah. you know, yeah. your chancer. Um, but in honesty, I think the reason is because I suffer for days afterwards thinking about all I've the said the wrong thing, things or I said the right thing, yeah. And what an idiot I sounded like, and I, I hate it, and it really does. Me- I get very, very nervous beforehand. Yeah, not so much today, actually. I, I was going to say because it's, it's why I like podcasts because yeah. the the reason this felt like a really easy, natural choice was on set. We just chatted and chatted yeah. about loads of different stuff. I mean, you did for some reason think I was from Nottingham, but I, other than that- <laughs> do you know what? I, that now, it's good that I get the chance to say this because I did when I first, I said, oh, have you got like a slight Midlands accent? And I was like, now, no. that but... has happened to me before. Yeah. Someone's gone to me, oh, are you from the North? Like someone as well with a similar accent yeah. to mine. And it annoyed me <laughs> when they did that. I was more just so confused. When I, no, I'm like, sure. Well, no, no, I'm no, not, no. But... but I've really, don't think that hasn't stayed with me because I felt really <laughs> I embarrassed that I wasn't. I bring it up because you wasn't. mentioned it in the email oh, well, no, as well. But, well, well, to say, like, I'm crippled by it <laughs> because I know, like, it, it really, and I don't even know why it should annoy me, but it has done in the past when that, that has happened to me twice. And I was like, oh, God, I, why did I say that? I'm such a nice guy It's, as it's well. funny. It's, it's, it's funny because I, 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 I think I mentioned at the time, I lived in the Midlands for a while, yeah. and when I was in the Midlands, I became far more Cockney than I've ever yes, been. A and 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 I'd come back That's to my right. mates, and I'd be talking to them, and there'd be certain things I'd say that I'd be like, "Why are you? Why are you doing a Danny Dyer impression?" <laughs> yeah, for example, right, it's like, sure, yeah. "Well, no, I'm not. I just just just, just yeah, as a defence yeah. mechanism in the Midlands, like oh, I need to. I know who I'm. Yeah, 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 I know yeah. where I'm from. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm very, I'm very <laughs> it's embarrassed good. about that. So um, let's talk about a, a, a couple more things okay. before we wrap up. Um, yeah. A, a what's ahead, basically, a quite simple one. Of, of, of what's ahead, have you got anything exciting you're working on at, at the uh, moment? Uh, yeah, I'm working. Uh, I'm well. Again, I've got one that I don't know what I'm allowed to say right. about because sure. it's another studio thing. It's always exciting, um, which is good. You yeah, know, yeah. nice bit on something. Um, and I'm doing another film with Gerard Johnson, yeah, who directed Hyena right, and yeah, Tony, yeah, yeah. which is great, which yeah. you should see if you haven't seen it. Um, another good London film, actually, yeah. Tony. Um, I'm working on one with him, but he's worse than a studio, if you tell anyone about. You right, know, I'd yeah. almost rather tell you about yeah, the other yeah, thing, because yeah, he'll yeah. actually come round my house and say, <laughs> no-one's supposed to know! And that's perfect. Well, he's that's very good to know secret. I mean, lot. Hyena, yeah. about three years ago, I mentioned to someone, not in the press, mentioned yeah. to someone in conversation in a pub <laughs> that, oh, the film we were working on was called Iena, and I had like an angry, he is the angriest man in the world anyway, yeah. but I had a very angry voicemail going, don't tell people what it's called, I'm not... <laughs> Jesus, I love So it. I'm doing another one with him that's a very interesting, funny, 
pitch black comedy. I mean, I'm worried you've said too much already. Yeah, so let's, let's, right. let's, yeah, let's move right. on. Um, yeah, yeah is, is, so that, so you've got a good well, amount of the way. Humans on at the moment, which is of another course, Humans Four show. And, yeah. and how and how was that? Because that's again another. It feels like it's not a, a, a similar t- t- to Utopia, but mm-hmm. it's similar in the way that it seems like a real f- fresh, like the way they've shot it, the way it's approached, the idea of it. It feels yeah. quite. Quite yeah, I suppose, m- yeah. Modern in there and quite, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I know I have very little, obviously, to do with the design. I'd yeah. like to have more to do with it in later on. You know, that'd be something I'd be very interested in yeah. doing is more directing. But I don't have anything to do with that, really. Um, you know, the look of the show so yeah. much as yeah. the character. But yeah, I think it's come out well. Maybe slightly more uh, conventional than in terms of the shooting style in Utopia. But yeah, yeah I yeah, know they've yeah. gone for something. Uh, the, the way it's lit and stuff, there's a lot of flair. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's quite interesting the way they shot it. But I just like, again, the character was sort of, he's not a normal copper. Yeah. You know, yeah. very different from my, you know, he's a sort of very thwarted Luddite character yeah. Yeah. in a, in a uh, technological yeah. world. So yeah. that was interesting. And again, I, it l- I love well a lot that of that because it's simple things. I like that where you're going, right, we don't have to just write policeman number one. You, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We can make the, and again, it's that simple thing of so often, and again, early on, I'm sure the football fans would all be your t- 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 the typical f- football fan. The policeman yeah. would all be the typical policeman, and it feels like a good point now where there is a lot more variation on that. And the fact is, there's good, there's bad, there's yeah. there's 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 intelligent, there's there's simple, there's there's you know strong. There's weak in every in every job in every genre. Kind there's of a good. I just think there's this is a good time for telly because lots of dramas being yeah, made, and that completely. means that people have to be inventive. They can't rely yeah. on those archetypes quite as much. You know, when they when it was just we had ten years of just what seemed like reality TV and talent shows. Yeah. Uh, the the drama I think got very stale as well yeah, at exactly the same time. You know, and as it's opened out a bit, and more and more dramas being made, let's hope they keep going with it. Give yeah. us all a job. Yeah. Um, that it means that, as I say, you have to sort of break those conventions and and hopefully give richer, more um, detailed characters, and these people aren't just ciphers and caricatures, you know. And as yeah. an actor, that's that's what you want, and it you want something with, that gives that's you the opportunity to play with it. Yeah, well, definitely. Well, the the only other time I've ended a podcast by talking about f- football, mm-hmm. it, it was with an Arsenal fan. So right. it seems to be a theme now. But let's wrap up there. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you reckon of the of, of of the coming season of the previous season? Uh, Is it exciting that, that that finally you've got an Arsenal that's got that's still still with Wenger, but you're actually allowed to spend some money every now and then? Yeah, I mean it's a great side and they're very entertaining to watch, and I uh, hold out great hope to see good football. I've with football, my passion has waned in the last few years, I yeah. think, and not because Arsenal not necessarily haven't been doing as well. It's um, just, you know, the industry side of it. Like, I'm watching Man United over up players now, and I'm going, oh, they'll probably win it next year because yeah, they're spending yeah. all this ridiculous amounts of money. And yeah. They're probably going to buy 10, like, over £20 million players over yeah. the course of this. The game behind the summer. game has changed you know, and you just, so oh, much. Right. So I kind of, I'm getting there. It still does get me down when you finish the season without anything. Obviously, when yeah. the FA Cup's good. But I really do go on more of a game-by-game basis now. Yeah. But, you know, and I only go to probably about, eight, nine games a season and the rest I watch on the telly. Because I got fed up of... When I had a season ticket, I got 
fed up with the moaning yeah. around me. You know, even we'd be 2 nil up and it's still we're terrible sometimes, it's, Arsenal fans. I, mean, I was going to say, it's genuinely a, a weird thing of, of, of clubs that are successful or have been successful. Because being a Millwall fan, it's that thing of, well, yeah. well, 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 well I never go to expecting... I'll never start a season expecting to win a trophy. You know, it's, <laughs> no. it's not like we're expecting to win a trophy or anything no, like that. Exactly. It's kind of you, you, you have your, your good seasons where you're smashing it, and you, you, you know, it's been. Oh, we've had an FA Cup final oh, in my yeah. life, exactly. you know, things like yeah. that. So there's and playoff finals also. So there's exciting bits, but you're you're ready to be again more on a match by match. Yeah, I want to win today. I want to win. I want to win today. And if we play gorgeous football, which we're capable yeah. of, you yeah. know, that FA Cup final was absolutely yeah. Yeah. amazing. You know, yeah. and, and you've got the likes of Ozil and Sanchez, and you know, and pe- players you pay money to watch. You know, yeah. um, so from that point of view, I'm excited about it. You know, but I don't. I don't think about the end of the season anymore or no. what will we win or can we do this. It's yeah. more like oh, first game of the season, you know, let's own it. Let's see how that, win. that goes and see who plays beautiful football. Exactly, that's it, precisely, mate. That's perfect. Well, thank you very much. Thank um, you. It's been a pleasure chatting and hopefully it hasn't been a... Or hopefully you're not going to spend the next couple of days thinking about things you've oh, said I'm sure that I will. Right. You know, God forbid I ever hear it because I'll just <laughs> weep into my hands. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for chatting, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot, mate. There you go. That was the lovely Neil Maskell. What a lovely dude, right? And he's he's given me so many ideas, as you will have heard, of different people to have on. So I'm going to be hitting him up to hook me up with many, many, many guests. Um, thank you for tuning in, guys. You should probably um, tell your friends about it is the best thing to do. And maybe subscribe and set it to auto-download so we climb up the charts and get bigger and, and more powerful. Um a lot of people question the charts um, if it means anything. But, I mean, man, it's beautiful to see that you guys put us in the top ten regularly. And when you look at the top ten, if we're in the top ten now, go and look at the iTunes chart. We may or may not be. We fluctuate. We're rarely out of the top hundred, but we kind of go all over the place. Um, but often we're in the top ten. And it's always beautiful because, you know, seven or eight out of ten things in there a BBC or you know if they're not the BBC they're a huge other corporation um so it's beautiful that that this little podcast that's just me and a little case of audio gear um and my boy Wargie mastering it after I've done me emailing it over to him um yeah can can go and punch with those those heavyweights so thank you all for your support and thank you for continuing to spread the good word if you enjoyed this one you might enjoy the michael smiley one that we mentioned they're both great guys and got a lot of love for each other you might also enjoy the paddy considine one that was very good um or nick frost or simon Pegg, or any of the other great actors um that we've had on so yeah check that all out until next week i've been srubius pip and this is the distraction pieces podcast Ta-ta.